Take that back. I, I watched an episode of it uh, recently, actually, but it, I really, to watch the whole thing, I probably finished it about 15 years ago. But I mean, the show is like, well, let's see here. It it went to 2003. Right. So it had what, seven seasons? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we have all the seasons in there. I can just go look. Yeah, it six. had six, yeah. Still considered today as one of the best TV shows of all time. Yeah. Because it was so good. Like, and it wasn't so much. Character building. It was the character building. That was the biggie, right? Yeah. Joss Whedon. And it's still, it's it's a Joss Whedon creation. Right. He ran the show. You know, I mean, he, a he Joss created Whedon it. joint. Yeah. And he, he, <laughs> he, uh, it was just he such threw a, a knife building. at my head. Yeah. One, one of the best episodes of Buffy is I think what is it called um, you mentioned it on our other podcast yeah but it's, it's like completely hush, silent yeah hush. hush and it's completely silent the whole episode there's not a word spoken a noise made really I was looking at something it was like best TV episodes of all time and Hush was on the yep. list yep. and it was the only phenomenal Buffy, Buffy how can you episode? create a whole episode of a, of a blockbuster show and literally make no noise and you're sitting there like this is insane how good this episode is how and do you make Paul Rubens a vampire Mm, well, I mean, if you know who Paul Rubin is, he he's not the Pee Wee Herman we grew up with. He's actually kind of a uh, sit in the back of my theaters and do Scarily. dirty things. But, you know, here's the thing about that. I mean, what are what is everybody there for? Oh, I know. It's an adult movie. and I mean, like, yeah, it's it's gross. I mean, I, I get but... maybe, maybe it was very hard to find a date being the fact that you were Pee Wee Herman. I just, and, I guess you know I've what never that's been to a stand up, but I've never been to a porn theater. So I don't know what people do in those theaters. I assume that that's what they did because what else yeah. would you be there for? Yeah. But, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, but what I'm saying is like, he, you know, that was his stand up though. Pee Wee. What was his name? It, it was like he he created the character of Pee Wee, right? Right, but right, right. He used to get up on stage and before Pee Wee Herman's show and and do this bit. That's what I thought I heard. Yeah, I think he did because then he and then he had uh, good old Larry Fishburne. I yeah, everybody, was, I think he was the mailman by Larry back then, Larry yeah. Fishburne instead of Lawrence. Yeah, he was the mailman. I think he went by Larry Fishburne when he was in uh, in Friday the Thirteenth as well. Well, that one three, yeah. Yeah. Well, remember I told you about the uh, how growing up that scene, Mad Marge, was it? Uh, Bad uh, Marge? Lar- large Marge. Large Marge. On this very night, 10 years ago, along the same stretch of road, in a dense fog, just like this, I saw the worst accident I ever seen. There was this sound, like a garbage truck dropped off the Empire State Building. I get off right up here. Have a nice day. <laughs> Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent ya. <laughs> that woman freaked me out i had tell nightmares. him large mars sent you I, I had nightmares In her claymation face yes i had nightmares from that i really did i remember that i remember these Pee Wee herman movies i remember the dinosaurs because wasn't that here in texas that he i don't know but i think the clowns and the the, the bike stuff gave yeah. me more of a nightmare well that. that too but i mean the large mars thing the fact that like i mean the music they played when she's telling the story in the in the truck, it was a dark, yeah, stormy. And the music playing, just like it, this one. But the, but then 
you mm-hmm. you watch Pee Wee Herman shows and it's nothing like that. Yeah, of course. Well, it's a Tim Burton directed yeah. movie, so you have you have uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, was Big Top Pee Wee directed by Tim Burton or just no? I think Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I think Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Really. <laughs> yeah, because but I mean, you have somebody like that. It's gonna turn the fright up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I but, can't believe they made two of those. <laughs> two of them. Well, Paul Rubens was in that. Um, what we do in the shadows. Have you ever heard of like? It's like yeah. a mockumentary you about know, it's vampires. Still going right now. Yeah, the, like a new season has already started. Yeah, they already got four seasons out. But he came and did a cameo as Amelin, the guy he played mm-hmm. in this. He looked. He had the same hair, the same goatee, and everything. It was crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Uh, today we're talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This movie came out in 1992. The director was Fran Rubel Kuzi. Uh, Kazooie? Is it Kazooie? Maybe it's Kazooie. Uh, the writer was some guy who ruins DC movies. Um, this movie starred Christy Swanson as Buffy. But he doesn't ruin Marvel movies. It's kind of weird. Yeah, he kind of did that. Yeah, he's starting to go that way, anyways. I, yeah, but starting out, like, I mean, because he did what? The Avengers, right? He did the Avengers and the Avengers, uh, the Age of Ultron. And look where we're at now. Marvel is top peak, and it's pretty much no, because Marvel's of the, gone downhill now. But yeah, well, I know what yeah, you But saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, during at phase the level. one, two, three. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't great. have been there if it wasn't for the Avengers, create, you know, done Probably. by Whedon. I think, I think the Avengers kind of like a slam dunk anyways. But he well, did do a good job of juggling it. Like, you definitely need a writer like Joss Whedon. I just don't know if you need a director like Joss Whedon. Matt, what if, what if Zack Snyder did the Avengers? Dude, imagine how that would I don't think, because Marvel has never been really like gritty gritty yeah but like, i mean he could certain characters he could alter that have though, been gritty. and make it less gritty but like still just like like have captain america look like real gritty and ripped and just like yeah i think I that, personally in my opinion the grittiest character in all of comic books is punisher D, you know like the guy literally even in the comic books murdered people oh yeah like villains mind you or what he he was he basically he, he was basically the judge, jury, and executioner. Right. But like he is a gritty, gritty character, and I think I don't think anybody really matches him. Okay, I got a question then. Um, John Bernthal, okay, Thomas Jane, or Dolph Lundgren, Bernthal, all the way. Really? Yeah. You like phenomenal? You like the uh, now now Daredevil Punisher? His look, no. His way that he portrays Punisher, yes. Okay, because like. I don't know why, but I just loved Dolph Lundgren, and I know that's a terrible movie it back is. in the day. It is. But I just loved it so much. I used to watch it all the but time. Thomas Jane as the look, <laughs> but John Bernthal as the actions and the the actual portrayal of Punisher. Mm. But his I don't look, know. I, th- I thought maybe Thomas Jane was too pretty to play uh, the Punisher. Punisher wasn't. I mean, he was just a, a built guy. Like you know, he he just was an army guy. He was yeah. in the army. That's why I say I think yeah. Bernthal pr- pretty much is the best we got, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, this movie stars Christy Swanson as Buffy, Donald Sutherland as Merrick, Paul Rubens the as great Amelin, Donald Sutherland. Uh, Rutger Hauer as Lothos, Luke Perry, R.I.P., as Pike, uh, Michelle Abrams as Jennifer, Hilary Swank as Kimberly. You know how ironic that is, though? That, that she's the, the only Oscar, Oscar Yeah, the only Oscar winner in the entire movie... The biggest ditz in the entire movie. And she won twice. And she right? won twice. Yeah. For Million Dollar Baby and then for Girl Interrupted, right? No, or not uh, Girl to, uh, 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 Boys Don't Cry. Boys Don't Cry. Yep. And then we got a few cameos in here. We got David Arquette, uh, Stephen Root as the. Uh, I love David Arquette in this film, though. Yeah. Uh, I got things to say about David Arquette. Thomas, what do you got to say? Speaking of uh, Punisher, Thomas Jane was in this movie. I don't know if you saw that. He, he worked at like a convenience store or something like that. I don't know if you saw him. No. Okay. Ben Affleck is in this movie. Craziness. Yeah. And even um, Seth Green. Or not Yeah, Seth Green. He was in... Uh, that's a dude that was in uh, Buffy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was in uh, this. He played... Yeah. Uh, he had a cameo as a vampire. So literally the only character to transfer over. Yeah, pretty much. But he played somebody else. What was... Uh, was he a vampire in the show? No. Uh, no. He, Seth Green wasn't? No, he was a werewolf. Oh. Yes. I didn't know they had werewolves in Buffy. Yes. He, he's the one that brought werewolves into Buffy. So to let our audience know. Well, his story. Um, I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan of the movie. Yeah. 
Andrew here is a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer of the TV show. And you've seen all those. I don't think, I think I, I love maybe, the movie too. I'm not going to lie. I really do. Yeah. But I, I, but I mean, obviously you're like Buffy all the way. Oh, yeah. Buffy TV show. All yeah. The Sarah way. Michelle Geller. Yeah. I mean, like, I think I've watched maybe 20 minutes of an episode and not necessarily that long just because I got bored or whatever, but I kind of got bored. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I just, I got to find time to sit down and get into it. Well, you also got to be a fan of late nineties, early 2000 types of kind of, I hate to say this, but high school type drama. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I mean, when I went to high school. Same thing as like uh, Smallville. Yeah. Same thing as. Absolutely. Um, kind of and Dawson's Creek a little bit but you know I mean that there's was, nothing wrong with Dawson alright that was way before but yeah these, these CW type of, of shows and that uh, was CW wasn't it uh, well it was Warner Brothers right right that became CW right but it yeah was it was WB the WB that's yeah. what it was yeah and then they had UPN right yep. and then they merged into CW yep like how does WB plus UPN equal CW who knows <laughs> none of those letters make sense no. No. So in the category sci fi. S Y F Y. Yeah, or that's what they said in the Big Bang Theory. It's like yeah. it's Sifi. It's Sifi. <laughs> so in the category of camp and B movies, things like this and Tremors are top tier, I think. I think because Tremors is more I hate to say it in a way, I think Tremors is a little bit more one more category below. Below? Oh, I was gonna say above because I was gonna say that this felt like a pilot to a TV show, like the production value. Well, the mustache guy, what's his name? He kind of makes it... The mustache guy. Uh, mustache and Tremors. Guy. Um, I mean, he's been in oh, almost every guy who plays Literally Earl. everyone, yes. Ed... Uh, yeah. Earl Ed, Bassett. Well, he just passed away. I yeah. feel really bad. Uh, Fred Ward. That's right, yeah. That was his ward, because you know, we had done a post on it and everything. Well, no, he wasn't... No, the other mustache guy. I'm talking about... Um, Bert? W- yes, Bert with Bert Reba. Gummer? Yeah. He was in every... Tremors. Oh right? yeah, yeah. But here's the thing about Tremors, and not a lot of people know this, but um, the people who made Tremors kind of got the franchise stolen away from them from Universal. And there's a whole Reddit article you can read if you go and can you Reddit the the Reddit article? Can you Reddit? Can I Reddit the or read the Reddit? Yes. Can you do you want one me of those to read things? the Reddit? You're correct. No, um, I can't. Um, but <laughs> there, <laughs> I can't and won't. But, will not. But like I follow like the, the Tremors online, and if you go look at the, the, the Tremors saga on uh, Twitter, they'll they, they'll send you the links to where you can go. Look, it's the whole movie just sped up really quick. You watch the whole movie. Um, Man, I haven't seen Tremors in so long. Yeah. So yeah, Bert's really good. Anyways, we'll get back to this. Um, but you know these camp movies, right? Because yeah. Buffy is not anything better than a campy movie, right. but it's a really good campy movie. And if you can accept that, I mean, uh, Paul Rubens alone makes it a campy movie. I mean, he spreads it. Well, and Rucker Howard playing up, playing that role. I love how he played it. I I do too. But what I'm saying is he he was very, it was like putting Shakespeare in the Fast and the Furious. You know what I mean? Like like he was being the Shakespeare, which is nothing wrong. Same thing. And, and, and See, I put Rutger Hauer is so delightfully campy and hamming it up. You yes. know, he's just having a good time. He's yes. not taking this seriously. Right, right, right. But he, 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 he does the very Victorian. It's like this, he should have been in, he came Except from. he copied Buffy and he goes, please. Yeah. Maybe I'll surprise you. This is your defense. Please. <laughs> Yeah, and th- there was a few scenes where this that leaked out against me. Police, so funny. But uh, no, it's kind of like you know, like uh, interview with the vampires coming. One of those vampires coming into Buffy. Oh, okay. Rutger the seriousness Howard. of it all, you yeah. know. With, I'd with say the- Amelin was well. I guess he was just the serious. Bum 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 <laughs> that was so wonderfully done too this movie was produced by sand dollar productions and that is um dolly parton's production company so, i did not know that so a uh pro- perhaps the the first famous blonde bombshell um marilyn that, monroe all that yeah. kind of stuff but one of the first uh, producing another blonde bomb- bombshell of the 90s. And she's one of the most successful people on the planet. Like, she really is. Like, she has her own amusement park. She has, like, 
I think she even owns her own hospitals where she gives free Dolly medical Parton. care. Yeah. Sounds like like, yeah. like she is an entrepreneur. Like she owns so many businesses. She's like Shaq. You know, like you look at Shaq and you're like, there's no way this guy is. is yeah, what does he own now? He owns Papa John's, That's Victoria's right. Secret, I think. He owns, uh, oh, oh, no, Forever 21. Yeah, he got told by somebody like, you need to invest. Why aren't you investing? And that's he literally uh, icy hot. Obviously, um, I mean I that's that. that's the only commercials he does is icy hot. Um, you know, okay. but but like he owns a lot of shares in these companies. Uh, uh, Michael Jackson. He he owns all this stuff. Uh, you know, it's insane what he owns. And but you look at him and it's like they invested their money wisely. You know, they yeah. took their money, all this money they made, and they started investing. <laughs> That's in what Adam crazy. Sandler did. Yep. I mean, he made Happy Madison how quickly after getting his first big breakout? And now he... I think uh, the animal was the first, the, the first Happy Madison production. Yeah. So it was what, like maybe three years after his first, after Happy Gilmore? Yeah. The guy is genius too, because he, all these famous actors literally work for Adam Sandler. Like, yeah, or at least they're eventually going to. Yeah, or they're eventually going to. And he he doesn't brag about it. He doesn't sit on there. He doesn't say he doesn't say I oh I run not my business. Only he's that, just like he's like these are all my friends. Not only that, but he gets ripped apart because he doesn't have what's considered smart intellectual type of humor or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's really just doing stuff that makes him laugh. Stuff and makes me laugh because he's like stupid, my favorite. Stupid jokes so. that you and I would just joke around about. Not trying to be intellectual, but just funny things, you know. And yeah. I don't know. Um, no. and well, we, we, we love Adam Sandler. Yes, here. we do. And uh, we're pretty excited here. In a couple of weeks, we'll be going to see him. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. More Less than a couple, too. Yeah. You, guys, you guys need to hurry up and make up so we can uh, get to that show all right. Oh, we'll get to that show all right. Uh, Whedon has talked a lot about how he came up with the idea of the Slayer. Um, so she's based on every dumb blonde in every slasher movie ever made. Yep. Only this time, she gets to have her revenge. So instead of being, you know, like a victim or a screaming, uh, the popular screaming blonde hair head, right? Um, you know, uh, she's a heroine. She's a strong woman. She defies the stereotypes. Um, yes, she likes clothes and flirting and stuff, but that doesn't mean she can kick ass when required. No. Which is why the line when he says, "You're not like other girls," and she says, "Yes, I am." That's the whole point of Buffy. And especially the TV show is that she is, as far as everything else goes, a normal girl. Yeah. But she just happens to be able to, whenever vampires come around, kick ass. Right. So right. I like that. But um, did you have any thoughts when you first started watching this? Because I really did felt like it. I was like, this is very like it feels like an early two thousands uh, pilot. It's With a movie f- I can't watch all the time, mm-hmm. but. I don't mind watch. I, I love to watch it, you know, somewhat regularly. Yeah. You know, I mean, meaning like you know, every couple of years or whatever. Every I mean, it's one, but it's probably been longer than that since you saw it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, probably. I know for me, it's been at least ten years. Yeah, I do love this movie, but I, I hate that it's been. Actually, you know what? It's probably been sooner than that. Maybe maybe five years since I've seen it. Yeah, and then I mean, man, you've got some legends here. You know, I mean. In, in my Christy mind, Swanson, Luke Perry, Rutger Hauer, Paul Rubens, Hillary Swank, Donald Sutherland, Sutherland, which I have I have a comment to make about him. Um, the uh, the plot is this: Buffy Summers is a cheerleader at Henry High School uh, in Los Angeles. Main concerns are shopping, spending time with her rich new friends, and her boyfriend Jeffrey. Jeffrey, remember Bill Cosby yeah. himself? Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey. Um. While at school one day, she's approached by a man who calls himself Merrick. That's what the Wikipedia says, but that's not what happened. She was at the mall when he approached her. Yes. From what I remember. Uh, he calls himself Merrick. Oh, but yeah, and a couple seasons later, that he did approach her. But he first approached her in the mall. Yeah. Uh, informs her that she's the slayer or chosen one destined to kill vampire, and it's his duty to guide and train her. Uh, so first that she kind of rejects the the claims uh i i don't know about this but then um he vividly describes a dream of hers so that makes her believe and so they go to the uh the graveyard it's still you know even saying that much i hope like my daughter would be smart enough to still not go to a graveyard yeah. even if somebody knows your exact dreams that's probably more of a reason not to go with that person. Well, especially with a man that's at least 40 years or 20 to 40 years older yeah, than you are. In a trench coat, you know, 
I yeah, don't know, just twirling his mustache constantly. Yeah, just, I don't know. Was he twirling? Yeah, he was. He had the sly. He would do this smiles. thing. He'd be like, <coughs> just like, like that. He would do it like this. You can't see it, but I'm massaging my. You're mustache. massaging your mustache. Um, so anyway, she keeps like uh, so. Uh, she doesn't want to be the the uh, the the slayer or whatever, right? Yeah. So. Um, you get uh, you get kind of flashbacks of her when she was, or like not her, but like a slayer that looks exactly like her in the medieval ages. So what do we think that that's all about? <sighs> like the reincarnation or is, uh, do they just make the old slayer look like her just so you know that that's the slayer? Well, and you know, I, I want to say that I feel like this is kind of a ripoff from van helsing in, in movies because you know we've we've seen van helsing where like where he's portrayed and his ancestors are named van helsing but they're also kind of kind of like the same situation like they're made to kill vampires constantly yeah. so I, I feel like it's, it's like, some sort of like rip off of that so i guess it goes down the line or whatever but then her parents who are completely useless if you remember the movie yeah they're completely but, it, but in the TV show, her mo- TV show was just her mom, right? But we're just trying to establish right, this right, right. canon. But it it's she's ne- never had real parents. You know, they don't really care about her in a way. So did they? How do they explain it in the show? I mean, did did was her mother a, no. was was she a descendant of Slayer, or did they even get into oh, her man. her descendants or anything? I believe it was something <laughs> like that. It's been because so long. Even Merrick says. I train the person, I die, I'm born again with the knowledge that I have to train the person. So it's like he's getting reincarnated. Okay. And he looks the same as he did back in the day, and mm-hmm. she looks the same. Mm-hmm. So are they constantly getting reincarnated? And if that's the case, what happens between the time that the Slayer dies and then the next one grows up and is ready, has been trained and everything? Well, again, you know, I mean, I know we're not trying to bring up the TV show, but the TV show explains it as well. There's many watchers. Okay. Well, yeah, but Watchers is what Merrick is. Yeah. Like but what um, I'm saying. What I'm saying Giles is yes, or... but but the ancestors, you know, her the the Slayers are not always this their ancestors. Okay, but let's take it just from the movie. Okay. So in this one, it's they're saying it's the ancestors, and that's where it's if we didn't quite have... a few plot holes in this movie. So if we didn't have the TV show, then we could say, well, this may be a Rachel moment because. It's it doesn't really explain what happens in those periods unless like Lothos then goes to sleep for fifty years until the next one's born and raised up or something. I think those one that's one of these things that you just have to let go. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of it's kind of funny how they did this too because you know you notice all the other prior slayers were not nobility in any short shape of fashion. They were all like server girls or or or. Uh, field girls or something like that they were always like kind of uh servants of some sort oh you mean the previous not watchers but previous slayers yeah 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 all the previous slayers were always some sort of none of them were like a president or like a senator or or you know a king or a queen or uh you know anything like that it's a typical horse uh hero story you gotta start out from right right and so you know it's 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 a good chemistry it's good recipe for the for what they're doing and I like it, and and I think it's, I it, it just again, you know, I know we we tend to try to look into movies a lot deeper and try to see different meanings. Probably I don't think not this much is one of this movie. That. No, I don't think this is one of those movies. I That's fine. I, I just I just wondered if you had a theory on that. I, I well, I'm not touching wanted, that. No, I kind of wanted to hear the TV show too, but yeah, I was kind of like. I couldn't figure it out. And usually I try to like come up with something that's like, well, how can we explain this to make it really cool? Yeah. But in this yeah. one, I'm just like, okay, well, I put it as uh, Merrick or uh, Merrick Lothos goes into kind of like a hibernation after he kills the Slayer. Because remember, at the beginning, Amelin, who's Paul Rubens, he is getting all the vampires ready. He's the one turning them. You know, he turns the one basketball player first and he starts to turning, you know, Pike's friend. And he's creating the army, and he goes back to Lothos's coffin and is like, I'm creating an army for you, master, and all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking that he's like in hibernation until the Slayer's just about ready. Now, keep in mind, this Slayer is completely different than the other ones, because the other ones had training, and she did not. Right. 
but it kind of makes her like Anakin. <laughs> and I have a, I have a, a metaphor for that or whatever. But yeah, and because he always said, you know, he kept on saying, "I should have started earlier. I should have, you know." <laughs> I guess he was asleep at the wheel, or maybe he got stuck in the seventies. Yeah, you know. And so, so he just kind of woke up. He's like, "Oh wait, I'm a watcher. I'm supposed to be training somebody." Yeah, I guess I'll figure that out. <laughs> So we meet uh, this guy, Pike. I don't think he's going to school anymore, but played by um, the incomparable Luke Perry. Um, and Pike has a friend named Benny. They kinda, they're kind of just slackers, layabouts. I think they're mechanics. They work in an auto store. I think uh, Pike lives like above the auto shop, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so anyways, they, they, but they're kind of outcasts. They, they, they get into a little word scuffle with Buffy and her friends and everything but uh, Benny gets taken and he's turned into a vampire now I just want to say from the the outright that I have a tie for the MVP for this movie and I want to say that David Arquette and Paul Rubens were the best in this movie I mean Paul Rubens obviously for what he does through the whole thing being campy and stuff but also David Arquette because in other movies, you kind of see him just like real, just kind of not animated at all. He's kind of just talking. But in this movie, he's just like lively and everything. He does a cowardly lion profet- uh, impression, which I thought was awesome. He's like, put him up, put him up. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I just, you know, and it's so weird because it's like, you know, you really want to sit there and say, okay, my favorite actor in this movie was Donald Sutherland. But. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really his kind of movie. Like it wasn't like really he slept through it. Yeah, I kind of feel like like I mean he was the good you he's know the, the fatherly grandfatherly. He's probably the highest caliber actor in this cast. Absolutely, but I don't think his I mean, not nowadays. Was, I mean Hillary Swank yeah, technically well, is you know. Yeah, that's true. But I mean he's got more of a resume or whatever. But I just think that I think that there are certain people that steal the show and they don't have to be the main characters. And I gotta say. David Arquette or Paul Rubens has got to be one of them, mm-hmm. uh, unless you think that um, uh, Donald Sutherland kind of steals the show. I don't know. I mean, I really like Christy Swanson in this too. I mean, I think she I think did she such did a good job. Phenomenal, and she played the role so easily. And it's like to almost to the fact that you know, and I have a lot of respect for the 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 woman even now. You know, I oh, yeah. I, I, I yeah, but it, it's. I felt like she did. She could play this role in her sleep. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she, like she's this got, is who she was maybe at the time. Maybe. Obviously, maybe not anymore. But, but she like she didn't walk around like uh, like a girly girl, you know, like or a dick or whatever. She really wasn't a dick. She actually kind of like walked around like she had some toughness to her. Like when she had the blood and everything, she's got that shirt and everything. Yeah. She kind of like she she walked with confidence and everything, but she could still talk like they do, and still care about the shopping and do the valley girl thing and everything. But you legitimately believe that this girl was probably, you know, could probably handle herself mm-hmm. at least a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. Um, anyways, um, so, uh, Pike is, or, uh, Benny is turned, uh, by, by Amelin and, uh, then Benny tries to go visit his friend Pike, get him to join him. He sees that he's floating and that's where Pike's like, okay, I got to get out of town. And then as he's trying to get out of town, he's attacked by vampires and then Buffy and Merrick come and save him. Um, they kind of get together and he, she kind of tells him what's going on. But uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. She does. What do I say if I see Benny? Hey, what do you want me to do if I see Benny? Run. But I mean, you just have to not invite him in. That's all. Um, Which I, I like when there's rules. I really do. Like, I mean, is that a rule in Buffy? You still have to invite him in. Yes. Okay. Yes, because and I mean, Buffy, they turned they, into they, dust they, when they got stabbed, right? Yeah. Instead yeah, of but just dying. What's great about Buffy, the, the TV, TV show. show is they kept to the rules. I mean, Buffy the movie too, but they, they always kept to the rules. Never changed it. There was ways that Angel worked around it, you know, things like that, because, you know, he was a vampire, so he could not actually go yeah, into sure. Spike a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they learned, you know, but it, I love the fact when they keep the, to the rules. Yeah. You know, that same thing in, in, in any type of movie like this. You know, when you keep to the rules, then it's a lot more believable in a way. You know, like like... When you keep to the rules, if you don't keep to the rules, it becomes a horror slasher movie. Yeah. It becomes a horror film or a slasher movie. That's literally when you don't have rules. That's the definition of a slasher film is when there's no rules. Yeah. You know, with movies like this where they keep to the rules, I really enjoy it better, I think. Yeah. My personal opinion, of course. I'm with you, man. 
Uh, what did you think of the chopping the hot dog scene? That was corny as hell, but well, and it was really bad the way they chopped it up because <laughs> chopped it up. I don't mean the hot dog. I meant like the clips. Yeah, like like you didn't see her actually do it, and then you saw him holding it, but then like the reactions were really weird. It was edited very very badly, and I was yeah, like, right. what the hell was that? Yeah, I don't ever remember that being in there, but um, so <clears throat> she doesn't want to. She wants she wants to do what she's been doing. You know, she was before all this happened. She was excited to go to prom with her boyfriend get a dress all this kind of stuff well in between all of this happening she figures out her boyfriend's you know just uh you know not really a dirt bag but kind of just nothing which is sad because he's always been like that yeah and and, and she, that was probably the worst thing for her realizing who her she boyfriend's was. who she was and who her boyfriend was and all the people that she hangs out exactly. with who they really are he's a limp that, noodle and they've literally always been that way yep. and 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 that probably hit her harder than anything else because she's like, and they even tried to the? sell her out to make her go outside so that the mm-hmm. vampires wouldn't come in and everything like that. So yeah, when literally she was there saving their lives. Yeah, you know? and I thought I thought Christy Swanson and Luke Perry had such good chemistry. It was, it really was. I was like, I, I could see these these guys dating in real life and everything, but they just really and he played the damsel in distress very well because for a movie like this, especially around this time and everything, where it's less feminist you know uh stuff around this time you know it's hard for moviegoers certain moviegoers yeah. i think to see a guy a, a, you know a girl being the savior and a guy being the damsel mm-hmm. in distress right but he played it so well in the fact that you know he wasn't just always being rushed he was like in the mission with them like oh, okay yeah they're vampires let's take him down and everything but he constantly had to be saved and he yeah. even fainted a couple times which is what the damsel in distress did but yeah i still thought that their chemistry was was amazing it between was the two. but he was the damsel in distress yeah, he, he really literally was. was like because he fainted at least twice yeah and a third time with alcohol definitely yeah 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 luckily uh donald was there yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, whatever. What the hell is he doing driving around? What is he doing he's going like, to high school trying like to pick up girls that are seventeen year olds and uh, like half his age? Yeah, it's very strange. So uh, Buffy eventually um, gets inspired to go and face um, Lothos, and she gets hypnotized. And she completely fails her mission because she's not ready. She hasn't been trained. She has a lot of tr- like. There's a training montage before this and everything, but. She's supposed to be in training her whole life and everything, and, and he was supposed to train her. But because she's the slightly different person, he actually likes her more than the other Slayers and everything. But because she can't get out of that, that dude's... dirty mole. <laughs> I had that removed. <laughs> Just because you know about my mole. Um, but it's uh, it, it becomes one of these things where because she's distracted, because she's not ready, that when Lothos is there and he tries to take her... Instead of the Watcher doing what, you know, letting the the Slayer face him, you know, he steps in. And he's like, no, 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 he didn't want... So I think, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he had feelings for this girl or whatever. But he stopped the vampire from doing that and then went to go stab him. And he ended up getting stabbed. So because she couldn't uh, face him at this time, uh, Merrick ended up dying. And they let Buffy go. You know, Rutger Howard's Lothos is like, ah, she's not ready yet. And Paul Rubens is like... I'm hungry. <laughs> I thought we were going to eat. Um, and Buffy I was... I kind of felt like Merrick didn't have to die in this film, though. He probably didn't. Um, she needed something to get her there, I guess. Yeah, but, the, so but then the problem is, is we, we obviously know that there's vampires everywhere, right? That it's not just in that Dead town. bodies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we know vampires are everywhere. So, like, to kill... I mean, she's had, what, what, like two weeks of training... And then now she's going off in the sunset with Luke Perry it's, to go. It's, it's a montage, so it might have been just a couple days. Yeah. So now she's had a couple days of training, and now she's going to. Um, yeah, it probably was only a couple days. Yeah. That now she's going to go off in the sunset with Luke Perry to hunt vampires, even though she's so experienced in her leather jacket. Yeah. I thought it was cool. She got um, Pike's jacket at the end mm-hmm. because she wanted that yellow one early in the movie, and Christy Swan, uh, not Christy Swanson, but Hillary Swank. 
It's like, oh, that's stupid. So yesterday, whatever, and they came back to school, mm-hmm. and they had that little tiff about it. Well, then she finally got her badass leather jacket at the end. Yeah. But Buffy was different than the other Slayers, almost in the same way like Anakin was different than the other Jedi. You know, and I know I re- relate a lot of things to Star Wars, but they both started late in their life with training, which meant they were able to form attachments and know the joys of life before their hard tasks or whatever, right? But that's also what allowed both of them to triumph in the end, even if there were some people that were lost along the way. You know, Anakin, it took a lot longer. It took, you know, decades or whatever. And with her, you know, she eventually, after Mer- after Merrick died and all that kind of stuff. But that's one of the things that they were saying is that because Buffy wasn't trained since she was younger, she had an attachment to things and, and routine. Like she wanted to go to the dance and she had her friends and he was telling her, you know, it was a lot easier when I would train this slayer from when they were younger because they knew their responsibility. But because she didn't want it and she was doing these other things, I don't know, it gave her more of a, a zest for life, I think, yeah. and uh, allowed her to, for the very first time, defeat Lothos. Because remember, Lothos usually always wins. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyways, that was, that was my thing. Um, so, she does some more training and she goes back and forth with, with Pike. She goes to the dance hoping to have a normal life and um she sees that her boyfriend's there with one of her girlfriends and so she's like oh okay i'm done with this and now i realize what i got to do because if you've seen the pilot episode of buffy the vampire slayer the tv show um when she's transferring in the school they talk to her about burning down a gym and that's exactly what happened at the end of this movie mm-hmm. so it's it's like a remake or a yeah. reboot or whatever, but it kind of continues on. I don't think they want to keep everything, but they kind of, it was kind of just like a fun little reference to the movie. Like, oh, yeah, you know, there were some well, other things at the school. The American, the TV show, he I ends up. there was American. Well, it's not. It, it's Giles. The Giles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He, he actually, um, Giles actually uh, became the librarian at the school. Right. Because he got fired for her, right? Uh, when? Giles, he, he was know. a librarian for a long time, yeah, okay. but he he was the librarian at the school because then he could keep. But it was so much random stuff happened at that school. <laughs> it was like literally the the school was on the hellmouth. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a typical it's a typical teen show where all yeah. kinds of crazy things that just happens really don't at school. Happen to kids, yeah, right? like yeah. you have ghosts. And it's, it's so funny because you, it's supernatural. And you see like Smallville, Smallville does it. Supernatural does it. Uh, a lot of these shows have taken from Buffy that style. I mean, I would even say that some of these monsters are some of these guys that worked on these monsters on Buffy probably went on to work, you know, in Smallville and, and probably uh, supernatural I mean, like you said it's all CWWB and everything. So I'm sure that, yeah, but all those shows are set up just like Buffy. Yeah. They, like they copy Buffy, you know what I mean? In a way. How dare you? Yeah. Well, um, so she gets to the school and she decides, okay, I need to, I need to accept my destiny because it, you almost get the sense that like, she still wanted to do the fun stuff that she was doing at the beginning, but because she had been interested, because she got into the slaying life or whatever, she went back to her old life and it didn't appeal to her anymore. No, it didn't. But he kind of said that, you know, Merrick did kind of say that that would happen because right, it was kind of natural. It's instincts. It. it was instincts and natural for her to be a slayer. To this other side <laughs> was like she was fighting herself right. the entire time. Like, being a slayer was natural to her, but this other lifestyle was not natural to her. Probably. Um, so, she uh, she leaves the dance. Um, well, I mean, the vampires are surrounding the gym and everything. So, uh, Pike, because he's prepared, he comes. And the whole movie, he's had, like, facial hair and his hair's been down. Well, now he's got back to the Dylan McKay look. You know, he's clean shaven, his hair's up, it's combed and everything. So, he looks like Dylan from 90210, which... I have to say, I was a fan of Night of Two when I, when I was younger. I never 
ever was. I did. I, I wasn't a teenager, so it wasn't like well, a teen no, thing for back. me. Melrose Place, I was not into. No, I didn't like Melrose Place. But I mean, like, you see people like Dylan or whatever. You're like, oh, you know, that's a cool person. I want to be like that person or whatever. Yeah. So I always thought Dylan was really cool. I did watch 90210. I was thinking Melrose he, Place. Yeah, he was way more serious in 90210 than he is in here. Well, after the first <laughs> few seasons, he got a because lot Because if more you serious. watch, um, see, uh, what is it called? Uh, California. Oh, the OC. It's a lot like. Uh, I like, have to do that again. <laughs> it's like nine two one zero every once in a while on this. It's show. like it's like uh, copied nine zero two one zero. Groundless really likes the OC. They talk about it all the yeah. time too. Yeah. And I was like, man, th- those guys and us, we always talking about the OC. <laughs> so uh, Pike brought the uh, the steaks and everything. So she uh, she grabs them, goes out, faces Lothos. They have their little fight, and that's when that's when she tries. <laughs> first of all, she finds Amelin, Paul Rubens, and she and uh, earlier in the movie, I just want to say that Luke Perry took his arm, you know, yeah. when they were chasing him down and everything. Yeah. And when he got up, and uh, his arm was gone. <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the movie is, "You ruined my new jacket." Kill him a lot. <laughs> the, the whole "kill him a lot" yeah. scene just gets me every time. <laughs> and then again in this one when. Uh, she comes up and uh, she's about to stab him and everything. And uh, you hear, and you could tell, like, he looks at Amelin, looks at Lothos, and Lothos is like, kind of looks at him like, Sorry, you're about to die, bud. You're pathetic. You're not even fit to die for him. We're immortal, Buffy. You can do anything. Oh, yeah? Clap. Isn't that like the same song off Metroid? I can't remember. The video game? Remember? It sounds like, well, or maybe it's or Mega like, Man. Maybe, maybe it's Mega Man. I, I bet it's Mega so. Man. Yeah, because it's not Samus. Anyways, um, so when he, when he does that, she stabs Amelin in the heart with a stick, and he's like... <laughs> You're gonna wish you died. He starts falling down. He's like, and then you think he's dead because he fell down, but then he gets back up. He's like, ah, ooh, ah, ow, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, just keeps going on about it the whole time that dude's playing the piano he even walks over he's like you know kicking the wall and everything and then he finally collapses i don't know if you stuck around for it but do you remember the mid-credit scene Uh probably the very very first mid-credit scene ever and uh well in modern movies or whatever but it shows amelin he gets up again Ah, ah, oh, I do remember that. Yeah, again. like like it continued on even in like the how credits. did he know he's even dead? Like he might not even be dead. Yeah, yeah. So see, I think that I think that Joss Whedon didn't like as much of the humor as they were putting in this, which is why he went a lot more serious in the TV show. And he did, but there's still a bit of humor. Like Seth, no, I know. Seth, a character like Seth Green in it, it's yeah, kind of hard not to. I think they specifically said that he wasn't liking a lot of the humor that they were put. They wanted it to be dark. He didn't like Donald Sutherland because Donald. Sutherland kept rewriting his lines. Donald Sutherland wasn't really taking it seriously, too. You know, there's an interview clip of him going, uh, you know, I didn't really want people to know I was doing a movie called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, I mean, you know, he was probably phoning it in to a point and everything. Yeah. But um, anyway, so she finally, she uh, she said, he said something to her, and she, she says to him, please. And uh, then when uh, she, she goes to run out, Lothos tries to grab her, and she holds up a cross, and he grabs it and lights it on fire. And he's like, this is your weapon for me? Please. <laughs> and like he throws it right back at her. And, and it's just the campiness of the way he said it shows you that he knew exactly what type of movie he was in yeah, and everything. So, um, Anyways, uh, she follows her back to the school, and she kills him, and uh, she jumps on the back of Pike's bike, and they ride off into the sunrise. 
not the sunset. Yeah, to go get killed by a bunch of vampires probably yeah, very recently. Right off into they dawn. They probably didn't even make it out of town. And then she goes to a new school, and then they want to know why she burned down her old gym Yeah, for all the vampires. I do so. kind of like how they connected that, though. It was pretty cool, you know, when the, I guess it was the principal asking Sarah Michelle Gellers, like, mm-hmm. so you burned down your last gym? She's like, I think, I don't know, I can't remember what she said. I don't know if she said there was a reason for it, but do you think there's a backstory where Merrick had a kid named David, and when David became a vampire, Lost Boys, uh, Merrick told him, because, you know, Donald Sutherland, Keith, Keith Sutherland, uh, when he became a vampire, Merrick told him he had to go away or he would have to kill him because he was a vampire. I bet you could connect Lost World to Buffy. Lost Boys. And you, or, yeah, Lost Boys. And uh, you could connect... I think Lost World's a whole you, different movie. And you could connect Merrick to, to David because they look quite similar, sound quite similar. True. True. What do you think? I mean, you could probably like, like that's connect stupid. a lot. Shut up. <laughs> no, I mean, you, I'm sure you could connect a lot of things. My dude, jacket. Kill him a lot. <laughs> hey, what was with the baseball or the basketball coach? He's like, you know, oh, let's make it a good job, team. Go, team. And nobody wanted to cheer. And then the one vampire got there, and he's like, you're in. He's like, here, hold this. And so he starts, like, folding it on his chest. Do you remember that? Yeah. What was up with that? I think it's just a trope. A trope? Yeah. Oh, you're breaking the trope as far yeah. as you have the angry basketball yeah. coach. Here's a saw. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Uh, ben Affing Affleck. That was so random. I, I completely, I think so probably I every every time I've watched this, I forget. Yeah, I'm like, oh, crap, there's Batman right there. Yeah, well, I'm just kind of wondering, like, what did he do before this? Um, I don't know about before this. I know he was in, like, school ties with Matt Damon and mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser. Um, he also did Mallrats in 94. Uh... I think they were probably just trying to break into Hollywood. You could probably find some of their... This is probably just another little uh, cameo. Not yeah. cameo, but, you know, a little bit roll until he got something like School Ties. I think so School let me ask you this. One of his major big ones. Do you think the the trope of Buffy being blonde-haired, bubble, personality, uh, airhead, all that kind of stuff, that name Buffy, was it... it did Buffet. It exi- did it exist before this movie i don't know my my son actually when we were watching it i said do you want to watch buffy the vampire slayer it's a movie he goes no i'm like okay so i watched it and he came down about the last third of it and watched the rest of it with me he goes i thought when you said buffy i thought it was a guy Mm. he's like you know buffy like buff oh and everything so he thought he always thought buffy was a, a, a guy's name and i'm like well maybe i did when i was younger too and I can't think of it now because I've just always known Buffy. Yeah, but I don't know. I I have to imagine it was probably a a name, and it just sounded very Valley Girlish to to Joss Whedon. Maybe I just don't th- know if Josh Whedon, cre- you know, created that moniker in a way. You know what I mean? That that the Buffy, the Buffy. He might yeah. have. I was kind of wondering that. I like, I just well. cannot imagine anything else before that. I mean, especially before 91, of course. Yeah. Did you get the two Wizard of Oz references? There might have been more, but did you get Wizard of Oz references? What? So, um, the first one, well, I don't know if it was the first one, but one of them was uh, Benny, David Arquette, doing the, the Cowardly Lion pressing. He's like, put him up, put okay. him up. Come on, play like a man. <sighs> and the other one, I can't remember which scene it was, but somebody's like, I'll get you and your little dog, too. Oh, that was, I think that was... Was it Benny, too? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Benny. It had to have been a different scene, though, because I, I remember these happening Or maybe it was, Paul, it was either Benny or Paul Rubin's character. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he was the one... Oh, yeah, yeah, because she was in that... It was when he was playing that violin, and you could hear yeah. he was, like, down below. Yeah. But there, I wonder if there was more because that was two random Wizard, Wizard of Oz, Oz references, and or if that maybe that was just a uh, ad lib or something. I don't know. Could been. Um. So we already talked about that. Um. I have a question for you, and then I'm going to ask you a question. We can wrap 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 this up. Okay. All right. Uh. First of all, Pike and Buffy forever, or Spike and Buffy forever. Angel and Buffy forever. But if you had to pick between Spike and Pike, it's like Pike and Spike. Spike. Really? Yeah. See, I, I'll, I'll always like Pike just because it's it's Luke Perry. And- 
Masterson, right? Uh, what, uh, yeah. Spike. James Marsters. James Ma- Marsters, that's yeah. right. He also played uh, Brainiac in Smallville. Yeah. The Brain Interactive Construct, Milton Fine. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's an awesome actor. He is a really awesome actor. And I got, uh, I did, I got a cameo because he was, uh, he was like Angie's favorite, my wife's favorite part. Yeah. And so I had him do a cameo for her. And no, she, I remember that yeah, actually. He sent her yeah. a message and everything from, from Spike. And I even did the accent and everything. So, okay. I was just wondering. The, the names are really weird, right? Like, you yeah. have Pike in the movie and, and Pike in yeah. the, the but show. But Buffy's, you know, her love interest has always been Angel, you know? Yeah, but didn't she end up... Who did she well, end up No, with? She, hooked with Spike. she hooked up with Spike. No, Spike died in Angel. Oh. In, in the TV show. Spoiler alert. Well, we don't care. <laughs> um, no, Spike died in Angel. Okay. And well, he died. He died actually at the end of Buffy, the vampire slayer, because the school basically gets swallowed up. The whole town gets swallowed up by the Hellmouth. Okay. And then you know only a certain amount of kids basically survived, and they're in buses looking at the town. And it's just a big old hole, but it was because of Spike that saved. Spike saved Buffy. Gotcha. Because Angel had already left to to go to. Where'd he go? What city was he in? Was it L.A. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. know. Yeah, it was because Chrisma Carpenter went went to that show. Didn't yeah, she? she went there. She man, a lot of people from Buffy. She went there. Spike went there for a while. For he was there for a long time. Chrisma Car- Carpenter was there. She was the the she was there for the long one of the longest. And then Amy Adams or Amy Anders, what's her name? She's right, a lot of her. Josh Whedon stuff, like in almost all of Josh Whedon stuff. Oh, I don't because he did that one with uh, Eliza Dushku. Dollhouse. Dollhouse. He yeah. did that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, this girl's in all his his stuff. Um, but she was in there. She was kind of a love interest there for a bit. But then uh, Giles's love child or something was, was that his watcher, because I guess he had a watcher, too. That's weird. Yeah. So what do you think about Joss Whedon and all what they said about him because i'm sure you've heard and if our audience hasn't heard um chris mccart carpenter came out not too long ago and um told her truth told her story about her experiences with joss whedon it was not very flattering uh light that he got put in he said that he was a uh, what did you call it casually cruel or something like that um, saying that he would take pride in making writers cry, different things like that. And there was even a time when, who was Buffy's sister? What's her name? I was going to say Amber Tamlin, but that's not, that's not it. It's, um, she's on Nickelodeon. She's on the, uh, that Snow Day or was it Snow Day? No, she was, she, she was, had her own TV uh, show Harriet on Nickelodeon. The Spire. Yeah, there we go. Harriet the Spire. Uh, Michelle Trackenberg. Yes. So, she told a story about how there was some things going on on set and after a certain point they said Joss wasn't allowed in the same room as Michelle Trachtenberg alone. I don't know what that means but that's what Michelle Trachtenberg had said. She said that she completely supports Charisma Carpenter and her uh, and so did did Sarah Michelle Gellar. So I mean on top of Ray Fisher and all these people um, I don't think he's going to be getting much more work, which is a sad thing because he's a very good writer. I, I, I could care less about him as a director, but I think he's a good writer. Well, I hate when but, people like say, okay, say the director does something really bad, you know, and is a bad person. You know, you find it is a horrible person. Right. But then you kind of take away from their movie. I mean, granted, I they, they might they might have wrote the movie or directed the movie, but you got to understand that there's, not 8, just one person. Yeah, there's not one person responsible for everything that they're in charge of everything and they do everything on the movie. You have a lot of other great talents that are not horrible people. The blood, making, sweat, and tears. Yeah, that, that make make that. these films and TV shows and things, you know, well enough for us to watch. You know, so it's like, oh, that director did it. I will never watch one of their films again. Well, what about the actors in there that are good people that that really kind that of worked hard on this. That worked hard on this. You know, you're taking away from them. Yeah. That's not fair to them. Yeah, just 
don't like him personally, don't have anything to do with him in that sense, but still go watch these movies that a lot of other people help create. Like we like to say on the show, separate the artist from the art. Um, just yeah. because, you know, there's no telling what kind of artwork we have in our history that was done by Mad Men, you know, different things like that. Mm-hmm. So, and that we don't talk about, we we love and we admire the art. We don't admire the person. So, um, he, he, but from what I hear, I don't know, unless he comes and has some kind of mea culpa, like, uh, um, I don't know, so, or some apology tour or something like that. I, I don't see him really doing much else in Hollywood from now on. I mean, it sucks he, because he had, he had such a fast rise or not even a fast rise because I mean, he, it, it wasn't until he was just hit after, really. hit after hit after yeah, hit yeah. after hit with whether it's TV shows or movies. Yeah. He had many. It hits. just started hitting for him. That's what I'm saying. He's a great writer. Fell so hard. Yeah. He's a great writer, but a, a lot of people are like that. Sometimes the greatest artists are the most difficult to deal with and tend to have the most problems. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was your favorite part of this movie? Paul Rubens. Keep it coming, come back, keep it coming. Now. Paul Rubens' dying scene was hilarious. Your problem, man. What? This is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Any uh, answer other than Christy Swanson is my favorite part of this movie. Is the wrong answer. David Arquette and Paul Rubens yeah. are my favorite part of this. Yeah, movie. that's true. Oh, 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 oh. I love both of those. David Arquette is the most animated I've seen. He, he definitely just got less animated. As yeah, he, especially as he the screen movies. And he's just like, he's just kind of like, yeah, doop just doop talking, talking, talking. And every once in a while, Sydney! That was really loud. <laughs> Gail! You know, different things like that. Yeah. But besides that, he's just, yeah, the cowardly lying uh, impression and, you know, come on, Spike, let me in. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry! <laughs> yeah. and of course, Paul Rubens, knowing exactly what movie he's in as well. And I wish they would have had more of him and had him camp it up even more. Yeah. Because I think that would have been awesome. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because you say, you know, with his his uh, cowardly line personations, you know, if, up, if you look at David Arquette, he is the cowardly lion. Yeah. In a way. Like, a lot of his portrayals are basically the cowardly lion. Who ends up being brave in the end. Right. Like Dewey. Exactly. Yeah. Although I, I wouldn't say Dewey was ever cowardly. Definitely. No, he was never a cowardly, no. uh, a coward. He was always brave, but he was scared. Yeah. Definitely scared, but still went into it. You know, didn't run away like well, the cowardly Essentially, line. that's the cowardly line, you know, especially when he met Dorothy, he he was brave. I mean, even though he said he wasn't, he still was After there. He got his courage, he did. But he was there. Yeah, he was there. He didn't, he ran away though at first, but yeah, I see your point. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, all right, cool, man. I think I'm going to go start watching the show. I tried, you should, I, I started the first episode. I didn't get very far. I think I got to the part where she was just getting checked into school or something. The, the weirdest like part of the show, and you'll notice it, but I don't know how Josh Whedon pulled this off though, but she never had a sister. Buffy never had a sister. I thought that, what's her name? Was her right. Sister? You'll see what I'm talking about. Okay, she just shows smile. up. Like, in the middle of an episode, the mom doesn't even notice that she is a new person and never been there before. Buffy doesn't. Nobody notices it. Well, it's just not acknowledged that she's added to the show. But it explains it. It does explain it. Why? But... Yes, you get into an episode and you watch it, and there's Michelle Trachtenberg talking to Buffy, talking to the mom. It sounds like Doctor like she's Who. Always Some weird, been, weird stuff that's that's explained epically it later is, on. It is, and and it's just so it is so great the way we pulled that off. For those of you that aren't watching, you need to watch Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Start with uh, the guy before Tenant. I can't remember what his yeah. name was, but but you really have to kind of uh, when you watch it. You got to give it a chance. I mean, I'm not saying it's it doesn't it's a start slow, but it's it 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 builds. You got to stay with it to watch the the character development and the world building that he does in this. And so, how long like can I give it? Like, if I'm not into it at this point, then I should just give it up. Like, how long should I give it? Just get to the, through the first season. Okay, first the whole first season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So some people will say, okay, first season was still trying to find themselves. Make it at least halfway through the second. You'll be but good. you'll you'll start watching it and realize a lot of it's has you know a lot of it's you know um, uh, 
Dawson's Creaky, uh, uh, One Tree Hill. Uh, I love Smogo. it. I love it. But, but it, it just builds. It builds it like that. You know what okay. I mean? Like like people change. This person gets with this person. This is it you know, too this. much for my son to watch. A lot of inappropriate uh, stuff. No, no. It's just when they start going to college, it starts getting a little weird. I didn't even know they made it out of high school. Yeah, well, they, I guess if it's going on for six years, they would have had. Yeah, to. they they made it to college, and it gets a little. They they. I think they switched it up way too much. Is that when Angel left and had its own show? And yeah, it, it, and they get to college, and then it's just like, um, what's her name from American Pie? She's also on Buffy. Uh, what's her name? The redhead girl. What's her oh, name? Uh, Bandcamp. Yeah, Allison Hannigan. Allison Hannigan. Yeah, she she is Willa. Her, her growth in this in this show she is probably Willow, the greatest. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I heard about Willow's that. growth is probably the greatest entire show because she is totally different person when you first meet her, and then her growth to who she yeah. becomes. Buffy pretty much is the same. She starts out Buffy, and she just gets darker. You know, Angel, Angel gets lighter. Oh, okay, I got you know, you. Uh, and 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 so does Spike, and and uh, but Allison Hannigan's character just goes. It's such a great thing, and she gets a little darker too, but it's still. Her, she, she's a totally different person by the end of the yeah. season. Such a big pop culture thing that certain parts of it have reached me. Like I know it was a huge thing when her mom died and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Like it's uh, they did they did it things well. Have reached they, me and the way you just you're like oh. I saw the scene. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. She the walks scene in and her mother's dead on the couch. Yeah, you know, and you're just Spoilers. like yeah, but 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 you're sitting there like, and she didn't like how. Yeah, nothing was said. It was just yeah. she was dead. Yeah, and and I I heard it was because they wanted to get maybe the actress off the show somehow or something. I don't know. She probably uh, told Joss his hair looked funny. <laughs> what hair? And uh, exactly, and that's why she got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we're on all social media at the Post Credit Podcast, except for Twitter. We're at the Post Credit. Our email address is the Post Credit Podcast at gmail.com. We have a website. It's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com dot com and we're on youtube we appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you next time and throw me a steak <laughs> <laughs>